0: You're listening to a Mint podcast, brought to you by HD Smartcast.
1: Hi everyone, this is Shovik, and welcome to the Mint Tech Cetra podcast. I cover technology for Mint where we try to make boring tech sound cool for you and hope that we don't end up making cool tech sound boring. Tune in as we decode the latest from the world of technology in India and around the world every week. Today's episode will be presented to you by RJ Ayush, who's a radio jockey with Fever FM and hosts his own tech
2: show called Tech Panti. Over to you, Ayush. This episode is brought to you by G Healthcare. Cancer, an unyielding adversary, continues to be a formidable challenge, affecting millions of lives worldwide. In India, one in nine people are likely to develop cancer in their lifetime. India witnesses approximately 1.2 million new cases every year, 2.5 million prevalent cases with half a million cancer deaths per year. The demand for radiotherapy in India is increasing on account of the rise in cancer cases in the country. As the cancer rate continues to grow, technologies such as artificial intelligence have rapidly emerged as a powerful tool in healthcare. Did you know, India's AI in the diagnostics market is expected to grow at a carrier of 38%, increasing from $0.02 billion in 2022 to $0.24 billion by 2030. Join us today as we unravel the future of oncology and the ongoing challenges in the realm of AI and precision care. In today's episode, we have Chaitanya Sarvate and Manikandat Bala. Chaitanya Sarvati is the president and CEO at G Healthcare South Asia and Managing Director of Wipro G Healthcare, a leading global medical technology, diagnostics, and digital solutions innovator. Manikandan Bala Mani, is the Senior Vice President at Electa, a global medical technology company specializing in radiation therapy, radio surgery, and clinical solutions for cancer treatment. Welcome Chetanya and Mani, it's my pleasure to have two esteemed guests for today's episode. So Mani, let's discuss with you first. Despite advancements in cancer care, what do you think are today's biggest challenges to treatment in the Indian context?
3: Actually, put, yes, over the last decade or so, we have seen significant improvement in comprehensive cancer care in this country. Nevertheless... Cancer burden in this country is exponentially rising. 20 to 22 lakhs of uh, cases gets added as new patients on an every year basis. That's the uh, huge burden which we are talking of. Of course, this is a reported number of cases. You know, we would anticipate almost twice or even three times these numbers not reported out there. So that's the uh, that's the quantum of challenge which we are talking of. There are multiple types of cancers, as we all know, and India is struggling mainly from five, uh, five, six of them, namely the breast, the lung, the oral, the cervical, and the colorectal cancers. Now, while we are talking of these types of cancers, again, these are not necessarily homogeneously spread, which means across the country, these differ substantially. So, it is not like we take one sample from a small part, and then we say, okay, this is the scene. No, it's different from uh, from place to place. Again, from a gap standpoint, there's a huge gap. WHO, for example, as, a, as, a, as an estimate, wants the country at least one LENAC per million population, as, as the conservative estimate of treat cancer. In fact, developing countries have four or five per million. Unfortunately, in India, with a population of 1.35 billion, we have hardly 650 to 670 linux, which means we are somewhere around 0. 0.4 linux per million. So that picturizes the huge gap which we have. And even within the, uh, the spread across the country, we have 70-75% of the cases reported from Tier 2, Tier 3 cities, Whereas if you map the infrastructure, almost 80% of the cancer care infrastructure is presently in the Tier 1 cities. So that's the other gap, which which substantially uh, aggravates the challenge which we are facing. So these are the few challenges. Arish.
2: Fantastic. And Mani, like moving on to the next question, how do you plan to bridge the existing gap in cancer care? Like, uh, as you rightly said that. Uh, India with 1.35 billion population, there's a huge gap in cancer care. So, what is the plan to bridge that gap?
3: So, let's let's briefly understand what these challenges are leading to in terms of uh, what the patients uh, and the healthcare providers struggle with. First and foremost, all these disparities lead to access or lack of access. So, that's Mm -hmm. the biggest challenge which we have in this country. The patients out there, especially the ones in the tier two, tier three cities, do not have an access for a comprehensive cancer care program, and more so in terms of the high high-end technologies like LINAC, which are becoming an essential part of the treatment. You will you will be uh, surprised to know that 50% of the cancer patients will require radiation at some point of time, whereas India is at this point of time at somewhere around 18 to 20%. So- there's, again, a huge gap because of the access issues. And how do we address the access issues? We clearly look at equipping tier two, tier three cities with technology. When I say technology, I am talking of equipment like Linux. I am talking of connecting these equipment uh, through digitization and so on and so forth. The other challenge which comes into this whole uh, system is manpower or the skill set or the clinicians behind this equipment. It is not enough for us to just get the equipment in. All the more important for us to get the doctors, the physicists, the, the technicians, people who can operate these machines. And when it comes to Tier 2, Tier 3, the scarcity is a lot more. And that is where we again step in in terms of training and development of uh, people. We do have partner, partnership with teaching institute like say Anna University where the students going through courses there are already trained so that by the time they come out, they can be market ready and start treating patients. So that's the uh, uh, skill development which we have for the new people. Also for the existing clinicians, the oncologists, the physicists, the technology keeps changing quite frequently. I mean, there are new innovations coming in, there are upgrades coming in, and they have to be at the top of their knowledge skill for them to deliver the right uh, cancer care to the patients. So that's the other area which we are, we are partnering with both private and the uh, public healthcare systems to ensure that we set up skill development centers across, which is also, by the way, uh, a focus area from the government standpoint. So, skill development is the third one, second one. As the cancers kind of uh, you know change its characteristics, I don't want to use the word mutate, but it is also pertinent for us to ensure that multiple innovations continue to happen in terms of technology. So, and that's the other front which we are focusing on. You know, new age linear accelerators. In fact, recently we have also introduced linear accelerators which can get customized to Tier 2, Tier 3 cities in terms of power requirements, in terms of space requirements, uh, in a con- understanding the concerns faced by the Tier 3, Tier 4 cities. There are Linux being introduced by us which, which fill those space. Also, recently we have introduced the high-end technology, like the MR Linux. You know, this significantly reduces the time required to treat because it does uh, permit us to use a lot higher radiation in a short time, which means extremely good efficiency and productivity, which means the patient who will typically get treated for, say, eight weeks in a conventional LINAC can probably get treated in, within a week. He or she goes home, goes to work very soon, and therefore, The productivity, the cost associated, all these are savings in terms of innovation. So we continue to innovate in terms of the offerings which we give. So last but not the least, digitization plays a very important role. We are going to take ages to bridge the gap which I was speaking about. Digitization makes that easier. Connect the Tier 3, Tier 4 cities to the Tier 1 cities where we have the expertise. The patients far away also get the same standard of care what the Tier 1 patients get and that's the first point. point second is we have rolled out software solutions which will ensure that the patient is a part of the care pathway today the patients come get treatment and are not necessarily in touch with the clinician post the treatment these solutions ensure that the patient is connected 24 by 7 and in case there is an emergency irrespective of where he is or she is the clinician is immediately updated and steps taken so these are from the patient end the digitization Right. The one important thing is while we are articulating uh, the various forms of cancer, where and how the solutions need to be customized, we don't necessarily have a good documentation of all these cases. Where is it happening? What is the treatment? What is the outcome? So on and so forth. Registry is the word for it. So we have solutions to ensure that this documentation happens. And once we have the right data, decision making is that much better. And so, digitization is the last pillar where we are working towards uh, so that the uh, the patients get better patient care or treatment care.
2: Fantastic answer. Thank you so much for that answer. Moving to Chaitanya. Chaitanya, how will it help deliver better patient outcomes in case of complex diseases like cancer?
0: Very nice question, Ayesha. I think uh, it's always, you know, we hear about precision care. So, it's always good to unbundle a little bit uh, in terms of what we mean by it. So I think first, let me uh, just uh, build upon what uh, Mani mentioned a little while earlier. There are almost 20 to 25 lakh cancer cases uh, that get diagnosed every year uh, in India. And I think that is grossly underrepresented uh, given the low detection rates that we have. Uh, I think based upon the National Cancer Registry, uh, we expect that the cancer burden in India will grow by almost 12.5% between 2020 and 2025. So clearly, the burden of cancer uh, is increasing and the amount of undetected cancers that remains in India is quite substantial. Now, with a problem that large, uh, the solution that needs to be implemented in India uh, needs to uh, be multifaceted. It needs to focus on preventing. um, And so that's the portion where we ensure that patients don't uh, actually develop cancer to begin with. Secondly, uh, to make sure that if they do develop uh, or at least we are able to identify the patients who are going to develop, so predictability uh, or being able to have predictive care. Um, And then the last one is when they do happen to have cancer and they are going through the treatment pathway, uh, that we are able to personalize uh, the treatments uh, that they are receiving, personalize the care that they are receiving. Uh, And uh, that is essentially the precision. So now, why is that important? So cancer is a complex disease. Uh, It presents itself amongst patients uh, differently. And that is because of the different genetic makeup that patients have, different lifestyle choices that they have made, uh, different ways that the cancer manifests itself uh, in the patients. Uh, So naturally, it is not a homogenous single disease uh, that presents itself uh, in the the patients. Um, And we need to make sure that in order to counter uh, multifaceted vari- variable disease uh, like uh, cancer, our treatment pathway needs to be personalized for the type of cancer and the way it is manifesting in the patient. And that is essentially uh, precision care. Uh, when we think about it, the way that that translates uh, in terms of benefits uh, for patients is obviously when you have a personalized therapy, a personalized care, which is based upon diagnosis of the individual's circumstances, individual's conditions, individual symptoms, then A, you are able to ensure that there is better effectiveness of the treatment. B, the remission rates uh, become better. But C, for... Um, Uh, access and a cost constrained environment, such as as, uh, in India, there is not as much wastage of therapy, which would not have worked uh, in the patients uh, getting used. And so I think uh, precision care can really transform the patient care pathway, Uh, patient care pathway that the patient has to go through, can really transform the outcomes that the patient has, and can really transform some of the um, you know, ill effects or side effects uh, that they face uh, through the therapy, uh, avoiding those uh, ill effects is something that is also uh, possible with uh, precision care. And so I think. Uh, that's the way i think about precision care that's the way i define precision care and that's the benefit of precision care when you think about uh, about it i think it is perfectly suited for complex disease uh, such as uh, such as cancer care uh, and i think it is aligned a little bit also with the way our government is rolling out different policies in order to make sure Uh, that we are able to improve access uh, to care in uh, India, across India. Uh, I think we want to have the most cost-effective care in India so that we are able to cover the largest bunch of population uh, that we have. And I think one of the ways uh, of doing that is ensuring that the precision care reduces the waste uh, waste in the treatments and so it allows this, uh, the limited amount of dollars to be used over a larger uh, amount of patients. So it aligns with the government's policy as well. And so I think that is how I define precision care and sort of uh, what it means for cancer care.
2: Wonderful answer Chaitanya. And moving on to the next question, I need both of your insights on this question. Um, but first Chaitanya, could you please elaborate on how GE Healthcare's collaboration with uh, Electa is set to enhance the overall cancer care journey for the patients?
0: Sure. I think um, a wonderful question. And I'm very glad uh, to talk about this partnership. It is something that is sorely needed in the Indian healthcare system. And I think by bringing the strengths of the two organizations together, we think that it can uh, significantly change uh, the way the uh, cancer care gets delivered in India. So specifically, I think, Both of us have uh, technology and we are leaders in our own uh, domains. So if you think about it, cancer care consists of essentially three uh, steps. The first step uh, is diagnosis, the second step is treatment, and the third step is monitoring. And I think GE Healthcare has a significant technology leadership, whether you take it in diagnostics, whether it is in diagnosing cancer through our mammography products, whether it is diagnosing the progress of cancer through our PET CT products, whether it is in ensuring that we are able to pinpoint where treatment such as radiation therapy needs to be given through our radiotherapy planning CT. Uh, as well as we have leadership position on the monitoring side of the equation, where we uh, are able to do monitoring inside the hospital as well as outside the hospital of the patient to make sure uh, that we are able to track progress, remission, et cetera, of the patient going through the therapeutics. And I think when I look at uh, Electa, they are absolutely the leaders in terms of uh, giving therapies uh, to the patients who are suffering from cancer. Um, And I think Mani will uh, cover that uh, quite well. And he actually covered some of the benefits uh, of Electa's products earlier on in terms of uh, getting the patient through the cycle of radiation therapy in a faster pace, uh, making sure that we are able to uh, deliver care in a precise fashion. So I think coming together of these two uh, sort of leaders in their individual domain in a complementary fashion uh, substantially increases our ability to give a continuum of care uh, to the patient. And at the end of the day, when the patient benefits, uh, because of this delivery of um, sort of comprehensive care with uh, precision in mind, personalized for the individual patient's condition, we significantly improve outcomes, we significantly reduce wastage, uh, we significantly enhance the access to care across uh, India. And I think that all of those items are important for India, given that we have had issues in terms of low access to care. I think Mani mentioned about radiation therapy being only available to a small proportion of the population given the uh, install base that is there of radiation therapy machines. The diagnostic equipment and the monitoring equipment that we have uh, being available to a small group of population. Uh, So I think that is the change, of course, that we can do by coming together. Uh, And I think we can build upon that by adding other things which are very specific to India conditions. Uh, so for example, we have intentions along with um, uh, Electa to be able to enhance capability of uh, staffing, capability of um, uh, customers to be able to access this technology, uh, to make sure that the technology works uh, together. And it also allows us uh, the opportunity to be able to, you know, in certain cases, Uh, make sure that the product that is designed is designed not just for metros, but also for tier twos and tier three uh, towns. uh, So that becomes widespread and prevalent. So I think that is essentially how I see the two organizations coming together, changing the face uh, of uh, oncology care in the years to come.
2: Wonderful. Mani, if I could have your insights uh, on the same collaborative effort.
3: Great. So let me me start uh, from the patients. Whatever we are doing, We are doing it for the patients, for them to get the best cancer care. What is happening today is while patients are struggling with cancer, it is not the same across every patient. The disease is different from person to person. So the treatment required is also going to be customized and obviously for the specific patient. But what is happening today as a challenge is because of multiple interoperability challenges within the technology from various companies, the healthcare provider restricts his or her options to a limited source or resources. That's limiting the options available to the patient. And ELECTA, while uh, we are in the forefront of giving the best of technology in terms of the cancer treatment, The rest of it is at this point of time uh, left to the uh, restrictions, which I mentioned. And that is where this partnership with GE is very significant. What does it bring to the table? To start with the flexibility for the healthcare provider to go with the uh, combination of Electa and GE, which has end-to-end solutions to whatever issues or challenges which he or she faces with the patients. And therefore, the patient ends up getting the best uh, cancer care Uh, using the entire combination, wing-to-wing, of both GE and Electa put together. The second is about innovation. We are talking of cancers, advancing treatment, and so on and so forth, and therefore, these great companies, GE and Electa, coming together, also pays way for multiple innovation and interfaces between these technologies available. We are already starting to see quite a few of these interfaces rolled out. Going forward, we will find a lot more, which will invariably lead to effectiveness. Of course, the, the last one is about access, creating access. Using GE's network, Electa can increase the presence. Using Electra's network, GE can increase the presence, which ultimately will lead to better access for the patient. Now, what does the... Uh, what does the healthcare provider or the patient get out of this. Again, I, I just narrated what GE and Electa is, is going to get benefited to, but also from a patient and healthcare standpoint. First and foremost, delivering as advanced therapies with enhanced patient care. This combination of GE's technology, Electa's technology, GE and Electa going to the market on the training, on the customized product, so on and so forth, it will offer a very a, a basket of powerful technologies. Without going into details, examples are like MR-SIM, so on and so forth. MR-SIM with an MR-LINAC. MR-SIM from GE with an MR-LINAC from Electa would be a phenomenal combination out there. So that's an example of what I mentioned as advanced therapies. Second is, without sacrificing the quality of care, how do we be effective? It's all about uh, uh, effectiveness, it's all about productivity as well. And that that is where GE and Electa are combining their thoughts together, innovative solutions, innovative product offering, kind of risk sharing and so on and so forth. These options will be uh, available a lot more to the healthcare providers who in turn can leverage it and give the patients the, the best care which the patients are asking for. Last but not the least ensuring that the future proof is on the future proof workflows which means primarily the digitization the efforts around all the products with GE has, which electa has around the software applications will ensure a lot more efficiency in productivity for the workforce which are the clinicians and the physicians and whatnot behind these technologies who again end of the day deliver the best patient care possible so overall this combination is is a great uh, uh, way to look at how do we deliver the best patient care and how do we increase the access to as much uh, patients out there. We are not just manufacturing machines and technologies. We are here to bring hope to all those cancer cancer patients who are struggling.
2: Fantastic answer and I'm really happy that Two huge uh, industry leaders have collaborated together to uh, make medical and medtech industry go ahead and give precision care to all the cancer patients uh, who are fighting a battle against cancer. Let us uh, move forward. We spoke about the advancements. We talked about the challenges. Uh, Chetanya, what, according to you, does the future hold for oncology? It would be great if you can shed some light on the key trends that you foresee in India's medtech sector to support the delivery of quality care. The
0: way I think about it is healthcare should have no limits and it is our joint responsibility whether it is Electa and G Healthcare and all other medtech manufacturers which are providing care to oncology patients to take us to the uh, state where healthcare has no limits. I think when I look at it from a standpoint of being able to prevent, being able to predict, being able to deliver precise care, we have... Tremendous new innovations which are coming out into the market in each of these pillars to make sure that we are able to prevent, predict and ensure that we give uh, precise care to the patients. I think that is going to be driven by both new technologies, applications of uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning to integrate the data across the workflow on existing patients And given that India has such high volume of patients, it is going to be a cradle for those kinds of innovations originating from India, which will transform the way the care pathway works, which will transform the outcomes that patients get, not only in India, but actually going to get exported from India across the world. I think that's uh, number one. Number two, as we learn about this multifaceted disease, which evolves uh, due to the mutations throughout, we are going to uh, develop more and more um, applications, uh, software applications, which allow us to be able to further personalize care for the nature of the patients which are there in India, for the nature of the population that is there in India, for the gene pools that are there in India, and for the nature of disease manifestations which are observed in India, which may be different from other countries. And I think that is going to be the second uh, second big leap that is going to happen, which is personalization of care based upon evidence for patients in India. And the last, but uh, uh, the very least is, and this is an aspirational goal, as started by saying that healthcare should have no limits. I certainly hope that uh, in India, in the future, and I hope it is in the near term future, we have essentially a a circumstance where cancer gets detected maybe in a larger pool of population as more undetected uh, people get access to care, but we are able to accomplish because of the medtech industry, because of the healthcare providers, because of the government interventions and because of patients responsibility to get care early, we are able to get to a circumstance where cancer is not viewed as a death sentence but is something that we are able to live by And i think that is the future that i'm hoping for based upon all the innovations that we are focusing
2: on it would definitely motivate a lot of cancer fighters right now who would be listening to this episode thank you so much for your time gentlemen wish you all the best
3: thank you pleasure to be here
2: thank you chaitanya and money for sharing such valuable information through this We have not just explored the incredible advancements in oncology, but also understood the challenges of advancing oncology through AI and precision care. Your expertise has enriched our exploration and left us with deeper understanding of the potential and challenges that lie ahead.
1: So that's that for this episode. We really hope that you enjoyed what we discussed. And if you have suggestions in terms of what more we can cover as part of our podcast, do let us know. You can catch me at distant vicinity on Twitter and at Shwvick Das on Instagram. Thank you so much. See you next time.
0: To stay updated on this podcast, follow us at HD Smartcast on all the major social media platforms. To listen to more such podcasts, log on to www.hdsmartcast.com.